We all have a story to tell. Let's tell yours. Welcome to the Intellectual People Podcast with your host, Jason. Come together and listen to journey stories and more from interesting people. Welcome your host, Jason. Welcome to the Intellectual People Podcast. Today I have Kevin Wilhelm from Sherry. How are you doing, Kevin? Hey, I'm doing very well. Thank you. And yourself? Very well. Thank you. Tell me about yourself, Kevin. What do you do for Sherry? Sure. So I am the US-based country manager for Sherry. Sherry is a global company, but our headquarters is based out of Prague. So for all of our operations here in the US, I'm kind of the guy. I get to cross all the different uh, aspects of the company from sales to support to delivery to product integration. I get to do a lot of fun things here and I really help drive Sherry's product forward in the US and our presence in the US. What is Sherry actually? Sherry is a tenant engagement platform. So you're probably like, right, what does that mean? The idea is thinking about the way you interact with buildings and the way you interact with workplaces and kind of combining all those things into a singular platform. So it could be something like, you know, your visitor management, you know, how guests come and meet you in the building, how you move throughout the building, how you create maintenance requests for the building, how you see different events and activities and special offers from local restaurants. All those types of things kind of go into our tenant engagement platform. And is this something that a building would purchase, basically? Is it software, cloud-based software, I would imagine? Yep. So we kind of have two core clients. We have our commercial real estate clients on one end. Now, on the other side, we have our enterprise clients. And both of them really enjoy different parts of our platform. So to the commercial real estate side, they love the fact that we can combine all these different things into one app because each building wants to have one app that they can show, they can market, they can very heavily promote. So, you know, a lot of our clients that we work with on the commercial real estate side love the fact that their building now has an app. And that app actually has useful features in it. It's not like it's something like, well, we have an app and well, what's in it? Well, it's like you go to Google, but instead of going to Google, there's a series of links in the app now. Commercial real estate likes us because we take actual useful features, package them together, and really put a nice package together in terms of how it looks to the user on a day-to-day basis. What would be the advantages to, say, enterprise version? What would be that company's true advantage of using Sherry? One of the advantages is it gives a common place to try to present data information. And the other part of it is with people moving to hybrid or more flexible geographic workplace environments, you can move between all those different locations much more easily. So you're down in Florida, I'm up here in Boston. Imagine I had an office here and you had an office down there and you wanted to come meet me. Well, the way it may work right now is you have to let someone at the site know that person at the site has to get a plastic card together. You'd have to come meet that person, get the plastic card from them, make sure it works, and then you can go about your work then. With a platform like Sherry, it's basically as simple as sending an email and saying, hey, I'm going to be coming to Boston and I'd like to have access to that office. I would just say, great. Quite literally, click two buttons, one button and then a drop down to make sure I give you a right access role. And then you can show up and meet me in Boston anytime you want. So that's the really advantage to enterprise is that flexibility of space and the ability to cross different systems and have a common interface. Because what a lot of people don't realize who aren't in the industry is in the back end. You know, you put your card up to a reader, it beeps and the door opens. Every system on the back end looks and functions entirely differently. So your office in Florida and my office in Boston could have two entirely different systems with entirely different processes in terms of how I enter you. Sherry is kind of a, I think it's a Star Trek term, but kind of like a universal translator. 
So when I'm adding you in, it feels the same way if I'm adding you into the Boston office, if I'm adding you into the Miami office, if I'm adding you into the Prague office. It feels very consistent across all of them and is very simple and geographically independent. And does it work via the plastic card or is it also a QR code on your phone as well? All the above. So there's a couple different ways you can kind of access the space. So I'll start off as an example of I'm an enterprise and, and you're an employee coming to a site. Sure. You can do it with a plastic card. So if you have your plastic card, you can have it entered into your profile and I can add and remove you from different sites, different access roles and everything. Additionally, I can give you a virtual card. The virtual card can be on your phone um, and allows you to utilize just your phone as a credential and move between different buildings, different spaces, all that type of stuff. In addition, if this is more of a commercial real estate environment, I can invite you to the building with a QR code. That QR code could allow you to go through the turnstiles, call an elevator and come up to meet me on the 13th floor. All the while I'm getting information that, you know, Jason's coming to meet me. He's arrived on site. He's, you know, taking the elevator up and he's going to be here shortly. In addition, once again, it all depends on security protocols. I can make it so that QR code basically just expedites your check-in process at the security desk as well. So not every building is comfortable just allowing any visitor who gets a QR code invited to just stroll in without any sort of background check or any check at all and go up to the 13th floor. Some places want that person checking at security desk, confirm an ID, make sure that that person is who is actually being invited to the space and have a good record of it. So that QR code, you could present it, it can speed up your check-in so it pulls up your reservation right away. And then the security team could perform a couple of follow-up questions. You could have a health attestation, which I know is kind of out of fashion right now, but if something changes and that becomes a big issue again, you can have health attestations, you can have different confirmations that you're a US citizen or you have certain security clearances. All those types of things can all be incorporated into it. And that QR code just functions as a way to confirm your reservation and help speed up that process. Is Sherry an industry changing platform, do you believe? Oh, definitely. And why so? A lot of our competitors focus on being combinations of links and combining lots of different partners together. Sherry is very unique in this space that we really have focused from day one on how people interact with buildings. Because the way that people interact with buildings is to interact with each other. When you hear discussion about why do some people return to the office some days and not others and hybrid work and stuff like that, the key component has always been collaboration and innovation. And those two things go very, very closely together. The key to both of those, though, is being able to get into a space easily and flexibly. So like I talk about you moving from office to office. That's something we're seeing more and more of. It was always occurring, but people expect it. And people expect it in ways where there may not be that security staff on site because that security individual may be remote two, three days a week. But I want that collaboration because I have a great idea. I want to talk it through. I want to have innovation. And it's important that I can get in quickly and easily. Sherry is always focused on that. And our integrations are written in-house. So when I'm talking about these integrations of these systems, we are experts in all of them. We are not partnering with a third party. We're not saying, yes, we offer that solution. But that offering that solution means we have two other companies that we talk to. So when you talk to Sherry, we talk to someone else who talks to someone else who talks to someone else to finally get a problem solved. We are very unique in our singular focus on how people experience the building because that is how people want to interact with each other and our dedication to being the leader at developing your own in-house integrations. How many people make up Sherry? 50 to 60. That's it. 
Yeah, we're we're spread all across the globe. So we have uh, we have people in South America. We have people in North America. We have people all throughout Europe, um, Czech Republic, Slovakia, Poland, probably a few other countries that I'm forgetting as well, unfortunately. But they're all throughout Europe. I'm based here in the U.S. We have, uh, I think it's Brazil. We have another team as well that works down and covers South and Latin America. So we are we have a global footprint. We're primarily focused on the Americas and Europe, but we do have some work we've done in Africa, and we are working on Asia as well. Kevin, does Sherry Technology work with um, current hardware that enterprise or a building might already have? How does the integration work to upfit, if you will? Oh, boy. So this is a very detailed question, and I'll try not to be too boring about it. So when you think of an access control system, there's a lot of different components to it. So I'll, I'll kind of talk through the workflow. Please. So you have your plastic card, right, in this scenario. You present it to a reader. The reader then has some sort of communication, the RX45 or something called Beacon, which is kind of industry specific. But I thought you have some industry background generally. So RX45 is probably a protocol you know. So it has some sort of communication, serial communication back to a controller. That controller takes that information and maybe passes it to another controller. And then that controller possibly connects to a server or some other sort of database. So there's a lot of links in the chain that kind of go up to an access control system. So the answer is it depends. We are partners with most of the top leading manufacturers in the reader and access control space. So um, your Genetex, your Linnell S2s, your Brevos, your Software House and C4. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different ones that we have integrations for on the platform side. So when I say platform side, I'm talking server to control board to control board. Okay. And then we have a lot of integrations with leading reader manufacturers. Uh, HID, we're a very strong partner with. They're in the US far and away the leader in terms of being a reader supplier. STID, we're a partner with. And Suprema, we're also a partner with. So there's a good chance we're a partner with the reader manufacturer. There's a good chance we're a partner with the access control manufacturer. But there may be specific versions or specific hardware that is not compatible. But broadly speaking, if you have a system that was installed in the past two to three years, you are definitely compatible. If you have a system that was installed three to five years ago, it's probably a pretty simple upgrade path. If you're five to 10 or above, there may be some hardware upgrades you have to reform that are a little bit more intensive. But if you're talking in the past five years, it's either a pretty simple upgrade or you already have the hardware in place to be going right now. Okay. And can Sherry also assist if they're very interested in the software, but the hardware, let's say, is 15, 20 years outdated, right? Can Sherry assist the company with selecting the proper hardware to work with Sherry so they get what they want and maybe even expansion down the road? Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that's that's what I do every day is, is function yeah. as a trusted consultant for clients. I mean, the access control space is a very narrow market. So I've been doing... Low voltage, which is a broad term for the industry. I've been doing low voltage for about 12 years now. So I, I have the benefit of having seen a lot of manufacturers come and go, a lot of solutions come and go. So one of the things I get to do is to work as a trusted consultant for clients when they're saying, Kevin, what does the future of this industry look like? Where should I be investing right now? What hardware should I be looking at? What solutions should I be looking at? And the great part about not having one integration, but having a whole portfolio of integrations that I can say, hey, you know, I have these five solutions. These are the strengths and weaknesses of each of them. Let's talk about what you know, you're really looking to accomplish, what your goals is as a client. And I can help guide them through the process to really help their selection narrow it down from an industry of 20 
to five to maybe two or, or three at the back end that they're really focusing on heavily and getting proposals for. Does Sherry also include video as well? We do not. So platforms you integrate with do have video solutions. So we're a partner with Genetech and Genetech has both an axe control side and a video side. So we integrate with Genetech okay. to allow pushing of credentials to the access control system, pushing of visitors to the access control system. But at this time, we don't have any integration to the video platform directly. But if you're someone and you're like, but Kevin, I want to do my investigation and have this mobile credential from Sherry linked to an instance in video, not a problem. Because we're taking that information from Sherry, pushing it into the access control, and all of your traditional, I'll say traditional access control investigation features, which are uh, things like someone, you know, forces the door open, right? So you want to know that someone broke in. All those types of things will still trigger video the same way that you used to. We'll still have a history of Kevin tried to break in and use his card after midnight, which he shouldn't be doing. And he knows we're about to fire him. So we're doing an investigation based off that. All those types of features still exist in the access control system. Sherry just allows for that identity creation and access management to be more flexible, more mobile focused, and in particular, more consistent and unified across a wide portfolio. Once again, that's why commercial real estate and enterprise are really strong for us. Those are people with multiple sites. And all they want to do is have a consistent where people are moving from site to site, both on the facilities management side, the property management side, and then the occupiers of the building. And Sherry makes all that consistent. But in terms of building your investigations and doing all your traditional security tasks, every feature is still there. Okay. And Sherry doesn't care whether it's a door or a gate either, right? Where you would drive a car through. No, I mean, we do. So there's something called LPR, which is license plate recognition. We allow your license plate to function as a credential in that case. So really? If you think, yeah, it's actually, and the key is, so once again, I talk about our consistent interface, right? And then that it feels very similar. The way you put a license plate in feels identical to how you put a plastic card in to identical to how you put a mobile credential in. It's not like you're using, okay, this is the license plate screen. This is the mobile card screen. This is the plastic card screen. It's one profile, one identity, and you're just adding or moving credentials and information all from that one single interface. It's almost like you're on Facebook and it's like, you know, I don't want to show my birthday anymore on Facebook, so I turn that off. Are you in the HOA uh, market at, at all? Does that count as commercial real estate? You know, residential, we have not been involved in much yet. And there's kind of a couple of reasons for that. Um, there are players who... I would say the two major players in that market focus on hardware as well as software and have their own hardware. In particular, they have you know the door locks all the way through to the video intercom. The video intercom is a big piece. We don't really have in our pipeline right now to integrate a video intercom into our platform where you have the Sherry app and it has the video intercom into it. So not having that piece, not wanting to be any sort of hardware manufacturer and not wanting to have a payments platform are, are kind of the reasons we stayed away from that. Payments platforms are very unique to work with. And it just hasn't been the demand for us on the residential side or the multifamily side to really invest the time and energy needed into it to be successful. It's interesting. I'm actually surprised to hear that. I would have thought that would have been a wonderful market considering most HOAs now are, or most communities, I should say, are based on HOAs and the players that I've actually been part of are, are abysmal. 
<laughs> you know, it's uh, that market is currently undergoing quite a bit of um, upheaval. Two of the major players in it are not having the best time in terms of their stock prices at the moment. So we'll see what it looks like in two to three years. But the hardware has been a big barrier to it. Because once again, when I think of the leaders in that space, almost all of them are utilizing their own hardware somewhere in the process, whether it's their intercom, whether it's their own reader, whether it's their own door lock. All the major players in the residential market are utilizing their own hardware. And that's just not a place you want to be in terms of trying to be a hardware manufacturer. Even, even a white labeling or OEM and hardware manufacturer. It's just not where we want to spend our energy and time. Got it. Kevin, post-pandemic, how has Sherry been involved in uh, helping that situation? A couple of different ways. I mean, I mentioned the visitor example earlier, where when you show up to a site, you're doing health attestation. So we do a lot of work in New York City. And New York, for a period of time, was very strict on having, you know, if you're showing up to the office, you better have a vaccine. You better have your vaccine card. So through the visitor management process, we were able to alert people or inform people that, hey, you know, you may not be from New York, so this may not be a process you're familiar with. But if you're coming to the site, please make sure you have, you know, one of these three items available, a negative test, a vaccination, or, you know, some other evidence that you've had it recently. In addition, we allow that flexible component. So access control systems are usually on-prem traditionally. So there's a server and a closet. And when you're, you know, adding and removing users, you're connecting directly to that server. You're not going through the internet and connecting down to that server. You're on some sort of private network. You're maybe putting in a private IP address and you're connecting directly to that server to perform updates. That's great. Until security staff is only on site two, three days a week, or the HR director is only on site two or three days a week. So Sherry is supporting those existing legacy systems by taking all of that credentialing functionality and control and putting it into the cloud. And of course, once you get into the cloud, geography is irrelevant. I can be in the Bahamas. I can be on a plane. I could maybe even be underwater as long as I have internet connectivity. And I can still add visitors, remove users, change access levels, all that type of stuff. So when I think about how we affect the process, it's once again, it's making sure that people are interacting with the building more easily and more safely. How many plastic access cards are not produced, but given out to employees on a yearly basis. Do you have any idea? Oh boy. The answer is a lot. Um, I probably should have a statistic around that, to be honest with you. And I think we do as a, as a company, but I, I can't say I know it off the top of my head. I mean, I can give an example. Um, the typical cost per plastic card in terms of management, administration, everything else is considered about $25 a year per person. So if you're thinking about a plastic card does not cost $25, by the way, they're usually a couple bucks. So sure. if you're thinking what, how many cards are they assuming? They're probably assuming someone is losing a card per year. And then you're thinking about the time and management of each individual card. Because once again, the traditional legacy way that a plastic card was distributed is you meet someone in a room, maybe underground, maybe in a back closet somewhere. You tell them your name, they take a picture of you. It's a little dim, it's a little dark. They hit a print button, you're waiting there. You get your printed card and now I can go to the office. Right. So that's time, time, time. And then the cost of the plastic card and then the environmental impacts of having, you know, if you're talking a building of 3000 people, each person is averaging two cards per year. You're talking 6,000 people. And then you think about all the visitors that come and go and hopefully you get the car back from them, but probably you don't get the car back from them, right? You come in to visit me in Boston and I give you a Boston card because your Miami card is compatible with my Boston card. And then you're leaving Boston 
Maybe I remember to get that card back from you. Maybe I don't. So I don't know the exact number of plastic cards, unfortunately, but I can say that there's definitely a lot of waste and environmental disruption that goes on as a result of it. And that's certainly an advantage of Sherry then. Is that correct? Correct, because we allow that mobile credential. Everything I just talked about, that whole sequence gets narrowed down to a single click within a single interface. Your onboarding process goes from meeting me in a back room to taking quite literally 15 to 20 seconds. I mean, that it's about 10 seconds for you to download a mobile credential and about 15 seconds for me to actually you know, load up your profile and click a button to give you access to it. I don't want to talk about your competitors, but what makes Sherry really stand out from their competitors? Our singular focus on making sure that people interact with their building more easily as a way to support innovation and collaboration. McKinsey did a really great report specifically focused on the cloud. And I think of ourselves as a cloud company. And one of the things it talked about is the speed to innovation that cloud and, and cloud flexibility brings. It's about 95% when you're comparing it to more traditional legacy systems. So when I'm talking to people and particularly enterprise space about why they should want to consider a solution like Sherry, it's because when people are talking collaboration, they're not talking collaboration just to hang out and have a good time. They're talking collaboration because that's where ideas really flow. That's how you know really good discussion happens. And something we really focus on at Cherry is making sure that that collaboration happens flexibly, fast, and easily. Are you able to share what who your current clients are? Not all of them, obviously, but some some of the big ones that people might recognize. Absolutely. You know, I think one of the great things about our clients is that they're not just big clients; they're very interesting clients as well. So. One of our top clients is SL Green. They're a major developer in New York City, the number one actually developer in New York City, with their most recent and most prestigious building being One Vanderbilt. One Vanderbilt isn't just a cool building, it's huge and it's beautiful and it's new, but it's like a really, it's a focal point in, in New York City already. They have something called the Summit. It's, if you ever look at Instagram, it's, it's all over Instagram. They have all sorts of reflectiveness on it. It's, it's an Instagram you know, person's dream. The Chainsmokers actually did, I think, like four or five of their music videos there from their latest album. But I mean, that tells you like how much of a focal point this new building is. So one of the things that Sherry brings to that building is, once again, a really strong marketing phase, but with a really powerful backend as well. So One Vanderbilt has their own customized app. They have all these features for hospitality. So when they have you know a pizza party, they have different events in the building. They have the ability to easily and quickly invite guests to the building now. And then with the mobile credential, they have the ability to move through it quickly and easily without having to carry a plastic cart. But it just fits the whole view of the building as not just a new building, but a new building that wants to be innovative and unique. And our building in Chicago is the same way. We work with a developer there called Shapec. I don't know if you've been to Chicago recently, but Fulton Market is an incredible area. I mean, I work in commercial real estate and I've seen all sorts of developments over the years. Fulton Market may be the most impressive development I've ever seen. I mean, you're talking Silicon Valley in Chicago almost overnight. Everywhere you look, it's, it's a Google building. It's a Google building. It's a Microsoft building. And 167 Green JPEX development is no different. They actually have a, they call it the town hall on the 17th floor for their amenity space, but it has an indoor basketball court on the 17th floor of a building with just beautiful skyline views. And to give you an idea of like how beautiful, there's an artist called Sebastian Mangini. I hope I, I said his name correctly, but there's an artist called Sebastian Mangini. And he has an official license from Warner Brothers to wear the Batman suit and like go around the places and take 
you know, really high quality artistic photos. His, his prints, his prints go for like five to $10,000. Sebastian Mangini flew from Switzerland to Chicago to take a picture as Batman playing basketball in this basketball court. I mean, that gives you an idea of the type of clients that we work with and, and how unique these spaces are. Those types of commercial real estate clients look to us not just for our quality solution, which is extremely important, right? They want their app to work. The one Vanderbilt app, better work. The one six screen app, better work. But really what separates us from our competition is our ability to both make it work and make it very unique and fit the building identity. This is a more of a technical curiosity question. Sure. How many swipes happen on a daily basis around the world for with card access? Oh boy. You're asking some tough questions. I wish I knew the answer to that. Um, when you're talking, I can say that individual buildings can have thousands and thousands and thousands of swipes on a daily basis, but globally, the number of card swipes, you know, probably, I mean, it has to be in the millions, tens of millions. I mean, you're, you're talking any way that people interact with their spaces all very often through a card swipe. And then when you think about particular verticals, even ones that Cherry's involved in, you think about a police station. I've done a lot of police stations in my career. You want to talk about density of card swipes. I mean, for a police officer to go throughout the day, just to go through the desk would be three to four card swipes each time. I mean, truly millions and millions of card swipes per day. I feel very confident saying that. Sure. Do you think Sherry will ever get into the facial recognition space? I don't think Sherry will do their own development of facial recognition. I have seen a lot of improvements in the quality and accuracy of facial recognition in terms of allowing a person's face to be a credential to access a space. I think like a lot of companies, we're very cautious of it. Um, we certainly love the speed and the idea of truly frictionless access and biometric identities. All those things are great. Always concerning where is that data stored? What is the quality of the storage of that data? How is that data secured? And, and how is that data deleted as well, right? Because sure. if I'm fired from something, I want to make sure that that place doesn't have my face anymore because I'm probably pretty unhappy that I just got fired. There's a lot of good development going on in this space with a lot of really strong companies and a lot of really innovative companies. It is something very much on our radar as a potential future solution. It's not in the immediate product roadmap, but it's definitely something we have a very strong eye towards. And you bring up an interesting point, Kevin, and that's the data that is being stored with each card swipe who decides how long that data is kept for? The building owner. So something about Sherry is we're not trying to be, once again, your security platform. So we're not trying to track people in a building. We're only trying to track the idea of occupancy of the space for utilization, right? I can't track when Jason and Kevin enter the building. I can track that there's 5,000 people in the building, right? Because we're, we're focusing on space utilization, not necessarily building investigations or tracking individuals. That may change someday, but at the moment, our philosophy has been more about space utilization. So when you're thinking about how long does an access control system store my activity log for, it depends depending on the manufacturer, the site, and their own individual policies. But everything I'm talking about in that situation is, is handled by the client, not by Sherry. Got it. Has Sherry won any awards for their development process at all or anything notable? We have, we have, you know, we have gotten a number of PropTech startup awards. We had one, boy, I want to say two or three weeks ago, um, as the number three company in all of the Czech Republic, which is where our headquarters is for, for being a really great PropTech startup. Really, the workplace experience software in PropTech is so new and, 
and very popular and hot right now that it's still very nascent in terms of, you know, there's not like a James Beard. I always say James Beard because I love restaurants. There's not really a James Beard award for prop tech yet that is universally recognized or, you know, some leading coalition that really goes around and evaluates these. We work with a number of leading evaluation platforms. There's a platform called Rewire that we work with that gives recommendations to clients based off of a wide variety of prop tech companies that they work with. Um, we work with Inesu as well, which does a similar thing. So we are evaluated very often by, I'll call them third-party consultants and compared almost in a Gartner style to what the other people in the industry are doing. So we, we have been awarded both on the startup side and we've been evaluated very strongly on the prop tech side as well. Excellent. What's the future of Sherry? Where, where does Sherry go and keep moving forward to, for development? For development, it's really, it's a strong focus on enhancing the solutions you already have. We have such strong pillars and such strong modules already. It's having really good client conversations of getting client feedback and figuring out, you know, where is the technology going, number one, and where are we lacking, number two. And certainly our main focus has always been on pushing the technology forward, seeing what's next, seeing what's going to improve the experience, right? Because maybe tomorrow it is going to be facial recognition. Maybe I'm going to see that tomorrow facial recognition is where I need to go to give people the experience they want on a day-to-day basis. Maybe the answer will be a different type of mobile credential. You know, Maybe it'll be someone comes out with a new iOS or a new operating system for phones that really takes over. All those things are where we're looking in terms of where we're developing the product for the future, while also being very clear in understanding how people are using the product today. So I have a lot of conversations with our commercial real estate and enterprise clients in terms of, you know, how are you using the product? How is your front desk staff? How is your admin staff using the product? What are they finding difficult to use? How can we enhance it? Usually that ends up being more of a training conversation than it is a product development conversation, but you get a lot of really interesting feedback that way. It, it's all about having those conversations because I use the product a lot, but someone whose sole job is to utilize the product obviously is going to give me a lot more feedback. So it, it's kind of combining those two into you know, a single identity and a single vision for what the Sherry solution is going to be. So it is definitely focusing on our pillars, but also enhancing the features of it, enhancing the technology of it as well. Kevin, we've talked a lot about a little bit of everything. Is there anything that I haven't asked that I should have or that you would like to share? Well, you know, I'm a big fan of the Yankees and we're playing very well right now. So I'll, I'll say that that's something I always love to share with people. But uh, no, I mean... The thing that I really like to harp on when it comes to Sherry is our consistent interface. We focus very, very, very strongly at making our interface consistent, reliable, and easy to use. And that's something that is just totally unique in the industry. We just make it so that when you're going from the visitor management module to the amenities module to the access module, it feels and looks the same way across all of it. And once again, I, I've mentioned our integrations and our focus on integrations. We focus on integrations not because we just like to keep developers busy, right? Like that's a fun thing to do. I love going to the developers and telling them they need an integration. But the reason behind our focus on integration is to keep that interface consistent. So when you're looking at five different systems, it feels the exact same way across each one. It's not like I'm logging into one system and I have to click five different buttons and on a different system. It's that consistent interface. It's that flexibility. And it's our focus on integrations to make sure that support happens. Wonderful. Kevin... People can go check out sherry.tech, correct? You can. You can also check us out on Instagram, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, all the, the fun places. I post quite a bit on LinkedIn as well, so you can certainly check me out, Kevin Wilhelm at Sherry. Um, but 
Yeah, we're on all your favorite platforms. If somebody wants to start investigating Sherry Tech, mm -hmm. do they contact you or do they go through the website? They can always contact me. It's um, kevin.wilhelm at sherry.tech. Or once again, you can find me on LinkedIn and shoot me a message there. Wonderful. Thank you so much for your time, Kevin. I do appreciate it. Thank you so much, Jason. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Thanks for listening. Find us on YouTube and Facebook at the Intellectual People Podcast and online at the intellectualpeoplepodcast.com. Check back for exciting new episodes.